Today in our Gospel reading, we hear how he, Jesus chose 72 and sent them off two by two. This image of, being, of, cho- being, of choosing 72 and being sent off two by two gives us an illustration of what it means to be a disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ. Gives us the image of what the church is intended to be and how we're supposed to go on mission sharing the good news. Because if we hear he sends the 72 off two by two ahead of him, we're being sent off ahead of the encounter with Jesus Christ. We're sent off to prepare the way, to share the good news, to tell others about our Lord Jesus Christ and bringing them to our Lord. And in doing so, they'll begin to have this intimate encounter with Him. But the idea I would like for us to focus on today is that missionary discipleship. Because when we talk about missionary discipleship, The first thing that comes to mind is missionaries that go across the globe preaching the gospel, sharing the good news, and converting hearts to our Lord. But that's not the only way of being a missionary disciple. We, as people who live here in St. Elizabeth and Seton Boundary, we who live here in Keller can be and are still called to be missionary disciples. We're called to share the good news. We are here to call, we're being called to share the gospel message. But the question for us is, are we sharing the gospel message? And even to the fact, are we even being missionary disciples? Because to be a missionary disciple, even to be a disciple for that matter, means to not just have an enthusiasm within yourself, not be excited and wanting to do something, but to actually have a concrete commitment to a particular way of life and enacting it every moment of our life. So therefore, to be a missionary is to go out every day into the world, into our society, beginning with our families and sharing the good news and making that manifest within our words, our actions, and our deeds. But we hear outlined today in our gospel reading the challenge, the struggles, the complications of being a missionary disciple. Because the first thing Jesus mentions is go on your way. Behold, I am sending you like lambs among wolves. That first line illustrates for us it's not going to be easy. When we go out as missionary disciples, we want it to be easy. We want to just go out into the fields, tell people that the Lord Jesus Christ loves them, that they want, that Jesus wants them to enter into a family, to be together as one, and for everyone to just believe, to enter the faith, get baptized, and call it a day. We want it to be easy. But what Jesus is telling us today, it's not. Teaching and educating people in the faith is not going to be easy. Living out your faith daily so that people see that in you is not going to be easy. He promises us that. That missionary work will not be easy. Because the first aspect of missionary work 
is actually saying yes to it. Saying yes to the uncomfortability. And in doing so, we lose our sense of comfort. We lose our sense of familiarity and we lose this aspect of control in our lives. Because put it this way, if we are sent out to a third world country, are we gonna get air conditioning bedrooms? Are we guaranteed not to be eaten by mosquitoes? Are we guaranteed of what, where our meal's gonna be next? Are we ever even guaranteed a good night's sleep so that we can be effective the next day? Those, all those things are creature comforts in our lives. But when we go out to live out a missionary discipleship, it's not going to be easy. Because we have to say yes to things that are going to challenge us, that are going to stretch us, that are going to make us uncomfortable. And sadly, he, Jesus knows that so well that he reminds us of the next line. Carry no money, no bag, no sack, no sandals, and greet no one on the way. Because these things that hinder us from going out and doing these work that Jesus has called us stops us in our tracks because of our fear. And the next aspect is our excuses that we come up with. Because we, say, we see the first part, carry no money. What is the first excuse of any missionary work? I have no money. I can't go out and do anything like that. How am I going to provide for myself? Where am I going to eat? Where am I going to live? Where am I going to stay? But to be a missionary disciples, we have to rid ourselves of that that is hindering us from fully giving ourselves to that. Because the question that we have to ask for ourselves is, is that financial means, is that a burden? Or are we living in excess? Because a car is meant to get us from point A to point B. Is a luxury car going to do the same thing as a cheap car? Yes, one or the other may outlast itself, but is it doing what it is intended to be, to get you from point A to point B? Is the next latest and greatest iPhone the same kind of iPhone if you get three or four generations back? Because what is the purpose of the iPhone? The iPhone is allowing us to communicate, to share, to connect with each other throughout the world. So therefore, is the newest iPhone and the old iPhone any different from each other, except one is the newest and latest and greatest? So in that financial means that no money that Jesus instructs us, he wants us to live just enough so that we have room, have time, have the ability to go share with others from our, ex from our means, to be available to those in need of the most, to be able to not be preoccupied with our work of how we're going to take care of our families, but also focus on what we have in front of us to live out that missionary disciple. Some of you may ask, okay, Father, I have family and kids. Can I just abandon them and go out to Africa to go evangelize? Can I abandon my kids now and spend 90% of my time here at the church to serve, to be missionaries? 
That no money doesn't mean that we abandon all responsibility, but that no money invites us and reminds us to be prudent with what we have and what we're doing. To balance all our works out, we have a responsibility with our family first and foremost. But is those responsibilities the excuses on why we can't serve? There's so many other ways in which we can serve and be missionary disciples. I shared with a mom years ago, she came to me and asked, how am I going to live out my life in prayer and dedication to the Lord when I have all these kids running around under 12? I'm having trouble praying. I'm having trouble focusing. And I reminded her one of the beautiful things of the Benedictine order is ora et labora, work and pray. Everything that they did as Benedictines became a mode and means of prayer. When I was trained at St. Joseph's in Louisiana, the Benedictine monks were building coffins for those under poverty who couldn't afford a coffin for a dignified funeral. So every sanding that they did to, those co- to the pieces to the coffin Every glue stroke they put down was considered their prayer. They prayed for the person who was going to be laid rest in that coffin. So every hour they put in became a mode and moment of prayer for them. So I share with the mom that that's a mode and means in which you can do the same. As you're frustrated with your child, that's your way of praying. Pray through that. Offer that up. In those moments in which you're struggling or the kids are asleep, maybe sit down and write a letter to someone. Those are other ways in which you can be missionary disciples in the context and in the situation in which you're living in. And finally, we hear, greet no one. Some of us, when we go out to stores or things like that, we're always distracted by one thing or another. We walk down a store aisle and we're looking at all these different things and we're here today to greet no one it may sound cold it may sound kind of push off and kind of distant but in in Jesus saying don't greet anyone it's not to say that we can't be friendly to those around us but he says not to get distracted by what we're aiming towards where our goal and where our sight is set Because we can get distracted by the world, by excuses, by material things, by those that are appealing to us of this world. So the question becomes, what is, where is our eyes set? Where are we going to and what are we doing? As missionary disciples, our goal and our eyes are always set in bringing those who are from the outskirts into the family, into the fold. Being the light of Christ to the world. Sharing the good news by the testimonies and witness of our lives through our words, our actions, and our deeds. That's where we're going. So don't let ourselves get distracted by our inabilities, our insecurities, our unworthiness for the job. So then, my dear brothers and sisters, what is our work today? What is our job today as missionary disciples? It's very simple. We hear Jesus send off the 72 two by two. 
our work as missionary disciples today is to accompany, to walk with people, to be a companion, to be a shoulder to cry on, to share the good news with someone, to bring insight into people's lives who are struggling, who are having difficulties. Being a buddy, being someone that is dependable, rely on, someone who can be leaned upon, and most importantly, to be the light of Christ into this world, to be the example of the good news, to be the living witness of the good news, to be the walking gospels into this world today. I remember years ago, my first year at seminary, I was uh, assigned to Christwood Retirement Facility. And one day I was in the facility visiting with patients and one of my usual didn't show up. And so I was just wandering, wandering around trying to figure out what was happening, what was going on. But at the end of my time, my visit, I felt a little tug to go visit her in her room. So I went by, knocked on her door to see where she's at. And I heard this little voice say, come in. And I walked in, her room is turned off dark and she's just laying in bed. And I talked to her and asked her, like, how are you doing? Are you okay? And she wouldn't respond. She wouldn't say anything to me. She had her back to me. And I was just patient and just said, okay, that's fine. And I told her, I just wanted to come by and visit. It's kind of the end of my shift here, but I felt a tug to come visit you. I wanted to see how you were doing and made sure you're doing okay. And so as I was walking out, she started crying and said, wait. And we started talking and come to find out she's been having a bad day. She's been struggling, feeling loved and accepted. The employees made her feel like she wasn't loved, wasn't worth anything. And so I sat there and we started talking and talking. And as I was getting ready to leave, I said, you know, it's okay. There's other people that love you. And I just gave her a hug. And as I was walking out, she said something that has stuck with me forever was you made my day. You made me feel special and loved. Thank you for that. And within that whole visit was an extra hour I gave in addition to my, my hours there at the facility. But it was just simply that. That is missionary discipleship, my dear brothers and sisters. We're not called here to be theologians. We're not called here to be the experts in St. Thomas Aquinas. We're not here to just be able to spew out and cite Bible verse to Bible verse, chapter and verse. But we're here to be companions and to walk with those around us. We're called to be examples and witnesses. And as simple as that, that has changed someone's life forever. That has made an impact on someone's life that you can't describe and articulate. So how are we, my dear brothers and sisters, today living out our life as disciples, as missionary disciples? So instead of a question today for us to reflect on, I have a homework assignment for each and every one of us to take some time this week to bring this to prayer and ask the Lord, 
Where do you want me to serve, to be a missionary in this community? And the second question to ask in prayer is how can I offer just one hour to serve you in this community and to be missionary disciples as you've instructed? Amen.